0: Did Trevor Story come back to the Red Sox too soon? Find out on today's episode of Locked On Red Sox as he scuffled significantly at the plate since his return on Tuesday. You are locked on Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, this is Locked On Red Sox, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbutt, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast. Here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox, Monday through Friday, straight to your feed on your favorite podcast platform. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Don't forget, if you don't want to miss a single pitch of Red Sox baseball, you can download the SiriusXM app and search Red Sox, and you'll get every pitch of all the home broadcasts. It's pretty cool. So definitely check out SiriusXM, especially if you don't want to miss Red Sox games. The Red Sox had a wonky game on Wednesday night. So going to be just talking about some of the highlights of Wednesday's game. The Red Sox did pull it out 4-3 to against the Royals. So time to win the series tonight, ideally. I'm going to be discussing Trevor Story reacting to his first couple days back with the big league club. Did he come back too soon? Possibly. And also going over just the recent roster moves that the Red Sox did make on Wednesday. They were very, very active on the pitching scene. So I'm going to be going over that as well. Wednesday night's game, I'm not really sure how to describe what that was. It all started with the lights breaking at Fenway, which I've never seen before. Yoshida went to field a ball that was hit deep to Fenway and it got caught in one of the lights for the out where they show how many outs there are at Fenway. It was super weird. The light was literally smashed. I've never seen such a thing. I cannot wait for all the memes that people come up with for that because it was truly something. And that was really just the beginning. A lot of weird, funky plays in the infield. In this game, so the light fixture thing really set the tone of the game, but it was just very, very odd. We had another catcher's interference be called, which has been called quite a bit this season. It was definitely been an interesting season for that. It just, I feel like has been called more frequently for some reason than it used to. Tristan Casas just absolutely continues to smash. She hit another monster home run on Wednesday night he truly is making an argument for rookie of the year. He won AL rookie of the month for July because it was very well-deserved. He's been hitting very, very well since the all-star break. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes up close because he's definitely making a case for it. Now, Yoshida has been making a case for it all season, but you could totally argue that Casas should be in that conversation. I mean, What he's been doing as of late, we saw him crush a home run on Sunday in the disastrous game against the Blue Jays. He's really figuring it out against no matter who he's facing, whatever team it is, he's hitting. That shows that he's been a lot more comfortable at the plate. He's finding the weaknesses in pitchers and he's running with it and making things happen. Duran is in a slight slump at the moment. I'd like to see him get back on track. He did avoid getting doubled up in Wednesday's game. He is way too fast to get a double play on him. So that's always good because he has to take advantage of his speed and continue to do that. But that was bound to happen. He was bound to slow down a little bit and come back down to earth a little bit. But I do feel that he'll bounce back, and this is just a small, brief thing. He just really has learned to find his identity with this Red Sox team. Nick Pavetta, again, on Wednesday night, looks decent. He threw five innings, gave up four hits and two earned runs to go along with two walks and eight strikeouts. He's been so much better this really last few months than I expected to see from him ever since they put him in the bullpen. I've enjoyed watching him play. He started Wednesday's game. I don't think that that's a permanent thing. I think he'll end up back in the bullpen, which makes sense to me, but he's been pitching very, very well. And I hope that that continues because it was looking pretty rough for a while. And I've always tried to believe in Pavetta and felt like he had more in the tank than what he was showing. So he's finally starting to show that he has the capability to turn into a really, really tough player for this Red Sox team. So I hope that he can continue to find his stride and portray confidence on the mound, whether that's starting or in the bullpen. And it's also been nice even when he does pitch out of the bullpen that he stretched out his length to give the rest of the bullpen a rest because it's just been an absolute whirlwind being in this Red Sox bullpen right now, because they've had to throw so much. So Paveto's pitching, I like the fact that he'll put together some strong innings, hopefully and pitch a good four or five innings, even if it's in the bullpen. So I, I, I'm liking Pavetta more and more. I hope that continues. The bullpen after Pavetta absolutely held it down for the most part. Schreiber, Winkowski, and Martin, they've all been pretty good for the most part. Winkowski has struggled as of late. It seems to be more fatigue and being overused than anything. Schreiber coming back from the injured list has looked pretty good since then. and Obviously, Chris Martin, I've said so many times, is just absolute nails for this team. So then Kenley Jansen comes in in the ninth inning and the Red Sox are up four two and I'm saying, okay, let's shut this down. It's the Royals win this game, move on to tomorrow. That can't be easy. When Kenley Jansen is in the game, he gives up a solo home run, gives up a walk. Reese McGuire has an absolute nail of a play, just throws a bullet to second base to tag out that runner that was trying to steal second, which was fantastic. That was cool to see because Reese, I've expressed my frustrations with him. His offense is not very good, but he does make some nice plays defensively. And that really did save the game because had that run scored, it would have tied it. And who knows what would have happened after that. It could have been a 16 inning game for all we know. So he was huge in that Pablo Reyes just continues to be electric, went three for three on the night. His confidence seems to really be going up. And the fact that the shortstop situation seems to have been worked out, maybe he'll start to continue to grow and continue to develop and really be a key port, really be a key asset to this team. Because if we can get a healthy Pablo Reyes, who's versatile That could be huge for the middle infield. Coming up, I'm going to be talking about Trevor Story. Did he come back to the Red Sox too soon? Not sure. We'll break it down coming up next. I'm sure you've been in a pinch trying to buy tickets for any event. Game time has you covered. There's a lot of different events going on. Living near the Boston area you can find a lot of different events going on now that football season's starting, you'll have football tickets on there. Red Sox games still going on. So many different performers come to Boston. So you're guaranteed to find a good variety of events that would interest you that you can find on game time. The catch is that they'll give it to you for the lowest prices guaranteed. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCK.MLB for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. GameTime truly will hook you up. I've experienced it firsthand, and they really do try to give you the best deals that they possibly can, so I always recommend checking them out for all of your ticket needs. Trevor Story is back with the Red Sox on the major league roster. The corresponding move was they DFA'd Yu Chang. The question was going to be, would it be Pablo Reyes or Yu Chang? I'm so glad that the Red Sox made the decision that they did because Reyes has been absolutely electric for this team. He's made some nice plays defensively. He can hit. I even said before he went on the injured list that he's a key part to the Red Sox offense. When he is playing, he has speed. He makes things happen. He hustled down the first baseline on a bunt in Wednesday's game and beat it out. So the Red Sox need that type of energy in their lineup So I'm glad they kept Reyes. And on Monday night, it was the Pablo Reyes game. He went three for four with a walk-off grand slam. How often does that happen? I love grand slams. But when they're in walk-off fashion, it almost makes it even more special. And my heart was absolutely pounding in that entire bottom of the ninth inning on Monday night because Devers hit a ball that I thought was going to be gone and it wasn't. And that stressed me out, but I said, okay, I'll take it. You know, it was still a hit. Then Reyes comes up and says, hold my beer. I got this. Crushes this monster grand slam that I thought was going to go foul because it literally bounced off the foul pole. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. No way. The second time in the inning. And it was fair. And what a cool moment that was for him. He actually was mic'd up on Wednesday night's game. During the Nessun broadcast, you could hear him having a conversation and saying it was the best game of his career. And I absolutely love that because when a player has a game like that, their confidence is only going to go up. So Reyes provides a spark to this team that they need. And Yu Chang was a very elite defender, occasionally would hit a rocket home run, but overall just really was such an inconsistent hitter. So... That's what needed to happen. I respect Yu Chang as a person and what he did for the Red Sox, but I'm happy they kept Reyes over Chang because I'm a huge Reyes fan. Trevor Story just has had a rough couple nights at the plate in his first series back with the team. He had already pushed back his rehab starts prior and asked for more time rehabbing. The Red Sox brought him up on Tuesday night and he went over four with three strikeouts. And then again on Wednesday night, over four with three strikeouts. So I wonder, was he on to something when he said he needed more time in AAA? Was he still not ready to come back? Because it seems like he's really not seeing the ball well at all. His defense has been okay since he got back. It appears that his arm is at a really good strength right now. He's made some nice plays defensively on Tuesday night he made a nice stab to basically rob a run so that was good and that's a really promising sign because you need his defense and that's one of the biggest reasons why stories here is because his defense has been as good as it is in his career but he needs to get his bat back on track and I seriously hope that the Red Sox didn't push for him to come back too early. I've said so many times on this show and even outside of it, talking to friends, do not rush Trevor story back. Let him take the time that he needs because he has not seen major league pitching in a while. So it's better to let him take the time that he needs. And at this point now, the wild card just really seems to be slipping away with, that sweep against the blue Jays. So why not let the guy take the time he needs before coming back? Trevor story seems like a very smart guy that knows himself and knows his body and is very disciplined about it. So I'm disappointed. I don't want to jump to conclusions quite yet, but the guy can't even make contact with the ball. It's just constant strikeout after strikeout and not even being able to see the baseball. That's a concern for me. Whether the Red Sox have had that type of conversation is unknown. They could have waited it out past this series because no offense, but it is the Royals. They did lose game two of the series, but based on the fact that he hasn't contributed at the plate, the Red Sox could have won the two games they won without story. He wasn't here Monday night, but Tuesday night he didn't contribute. So would that have made a difference in the results? No, most likely not. Wednesday night, did he contribute? No. So would not have made a difference in the results. Again, I'm happy with his defense and how it's been, but I think the Red Sox should have a sit down with him and really make sure that he's ready because he could have done a couple more rehab starts in AAA before coming up. Because the last thing that you would want is for him to start to decrease his confidence when he's been all excited and ready and determined to come back to the Red Sox and contribute the way that he's able to contribute and just be low on confidence because he's not making contact with the ball. And we've seen him struggle. We did see him struggle last year, but there were a lot of circumstances to last year. Didn't have a full spring training with the team. Clearly had something going on, a nagging injury that wasn't really discovered or brought up until before this season started. So you can argue that the circumstances weren't in his favor last year. He took the majority of this season rehabbing What difference would it have made to let him for a couple more days stay down in AAA before bringing him back up, especially when you're playing a team like the Royals? It's just frustrating and bothersome to me. Knowing Story, he would have pushed for them to keep him down at AAA if he wasn't ready. We've already seen it. The team was ready to bring him up. He gave pushback. They kept him back down at AAA. So I just hope it wasn't more of a forced thing and they brought him up when he could have had more time down in AAA. So hopefully he can turn things around, just has not been good at the plate the last couple nights. I'm sure he's feeling just as guilty and bad about it. You know, Trevor Story, he's a hard worker. He doesn't like to not perform well. So I'm sure in his mind, this is taxing on him. But I'm hoping that after a few days of being in the lineup and seeing live major league pitching again, that it helps him. They also should not be having him hit as high up in the lineup as he is. Tuesday and Wednesday night, he's been hitting third. And that's too high for me for him to be hitting in when he's just coming back. He should be more in the middle of the lineup around maybe five to six where he feels less pressure. The three hole is a tough spot to hit in, so I don't agree with them putting that pressure on him right away. So this is going to be a work in progress. Hopefully he turns it around soon, but I do feel bad for him because it seems evident that maybe he wasn't ready to come back up. Coming up, I'm going to be talking about the roster moves. The Red Sox made on Wednesday. They were very active heading into Wednesday night's game from a pitching standpoint. So I'm going to break down the moves that they made. Don't forget, you don't have to miss a single pitch of Red Sox baseball. Just download the Serious XM app and you'll get the home broadcast for every game that the Red Sox play. So if you're out or traveling, and you can't watch the game physically, at least you can listen and still feel like you're a part of it. I remember all those long car rides when I worked night shift at ESPN and I would be driving back from work and wanted to hear the game. So I just listened in my car and I still felt like I was involved because I knew everything that was happening. So SiriusXM has you covered for that. Don't forget as well to follow me on Twitter at GabbyHurlbut10 and follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Red Sox to help share engaging content, interact with me, and talk about the team because it's always fun hearing the perspectives of other people, and I always enjoy doing that. So follow the show, follow me, and you can get Locked on Red Sox on your favorite podcast platform Monday through Friday for free. On Wednesday, the Red Sox were very active from a roster move standpoint. They moved around some pitchers. I just want to break down what all of these roster moves were and what they mean for the Red Sox moving forward. So they called up right-hander Kyle Barakloff from AAA. He's spent his career with several different teams, but signed a minor league contract with the Red Sox in June. He was assigned to Worcester and has found a lot of success with the Woo Sox 7-0 with a 257 ERA and eight appearances I like that they called him up. He's found a lot of success in AAA. So that's a good sign that hopefully he'll be able to come and produce at the major league level. It makes sense to give a guy like that a chance. Again, we've seen this happen this year where the Red Sox have given chances to pitchers who have spent a lot of their time with the Red Sox in AAA. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't at this point in the season. Why not get another arm in there when you've had pitchers who have struggled out of the bullpen? I like his numbers. I like the pressure that he can put on hitters. So him coming up should help provide something new to the bullpen that they haven't seen before, and that could be really beneficial because the last few pitchers that the Red Sox have tried out or put on a trial period, if you will, in the bullpen – haven't been the best. So this can ideally boost the confidence of the bullpen as a whole again and be somebody who can come up and contribute. Whether that will happen, obviously, we don't know. I'd like to see his stuff, and I'd like to see him go up against Major League hitters and be able to feel that pressure of pitching in a Major League game. But I am excited for him to be up and see what he can do. They also called Brandon Walter back up from Worcester pretty small sample size with him 307 earned run average and six appearances with nine strikeouts as opposed to triple a he's actually struggled a bit more 574 earned run average in 16 games with 68 strikeouts he does have to work on his fastball velocity and control his sinker is stronger than his forcing fastball that pitch is arguably his best pitch. He has great command over it. So he has to get that four seam right up there with the sinker and just overall increase the speed of his fastball. Again, has spent a lot of his time in AAA. So this can all come with time. I think he has a lot of potential, but there is still some work that has to be done. We've seen him have good moments already when he's been up in the majors So that's why he has the potential to continue that, but there are still some holes he has to work out. He did recently develop a cutter that goes about 85 to 88 miles per hour on average. And he's pretty consistent with that. It's huge that he developed another pitch because you need a wide pitch selection. If you want to be successful out of the bullpen at the major league level, having three strong pitches is really ideal so he's working his way up to having that variety of pitches that he can throw that are on his menu. So I like the move. He deserves another chance. He's shown glimpses of what he can do up at the majors. So we'll see what happens there. Two more moves. The Red Sox made DFA Donaldson Lemet. Are you surprised? I'm not. I understand giving the guy a shot. He struggled significantly with the Rockies prior to that. So my expectations were very, very low, but you always want to give somebody a chance to perform in another organization and maybe they'll find more success there. I don't have a problem with the thought process of giving him a chance. I have more of a problem with when they allowed him to come in and pitch. They were only down by one run when he came into the game. So you don't, put a pitcher who's making his team debut into a high leverage situation and expect him to perform. He came in on Tuesday night and through two innings, gave up four hits and three earned runs with a walk and one K. That's just tough to see when it pretty much blew the game open for the Royals. It was just a terrible time to, to bring him into the game. That's not a time for trial and error. Bring in a proven guy that you know can work through pressure situations in that situation. I don't have a problem with the idea of giving him a shot. They saw enough. Didn't work out. Bye-bye. DFA. So I don't blame them. I would have been willing to give him another shot or two before really placing judgment on him, but I'm not going to have a chance to do that, and it's for the best. They must have felt like Barraclough was really ready, so they want to give him a shot, and Lamette might have just been a dumpster fire if he stayed. Nick Robertson was also optioned back to AAA. He pitched Tuesday night as well, three innings, gave up four hits and three earned runs also, and had two Ks. He definitely has potential, but he needs more time in AAA to develop. The Dodgers really valued his ability to get swings and misses and the Red Sox acquired him because there were a lot of things about him and his variety of pitches that they liked to see. So he just needs to continue to develop those. His outing on Tuesday was not good. He looked like he really just did not have control of the mound and that needs to change. He's young. He has the time. He's bounced back and forth between AAA and the majors with the Dodgers. That's also fine. They wanted to give him the exposure with both to get his feet wet. That's very important. You want to give a pitcher an opportunity to pitch at the major league level to give them some experience and time to develop. But in this situation, the Red Sox feel like he just needs more time down in the minors before he comes back up. And it's also a good thing that he's gotten his feet wet here at Fenway because it gives the Red Sox another option when they do need to call up a pitcher if there's an injury or somebody else is significantly struggling and they need another arm to call up. He's a great option to have, just needs to really find that focus and really find his stride and his command. And hopefully he'll be able to be a big asset to the Red Sox moving forward. So lots and lots of roster moves. The Red Sox were certainly active from a pitching standpoint. They've been making moves. They've been trying to figure out who's going to work in the future, who isn't going to work in the future. Let's do what we can to figure that all out now so that, When 2024 comes, we have a team that's set up for success, and we are putting our best roster out there. So, again, don't forget, SiriusXM is huge. They will give you the live broadcast of every Nesson Red Sox game. Don't miss a single pitch. Just download the SiriusXM app and search Red Sox, and they have you covered. We'll see what happens With this, got to win tonight and win this series and then absolutely have to win the series against the Tigers. No choice there either. Keep the faith. Like I always say, let's go Red Sox. I will catch you on the flip side.